episode one of Rain City Jerks. Do we do an intro? Let's do it. All right. Rain City Jerks. I'm uh, Jay Markovitz. I'm Jack Slattery. Uh, Rain City Jerks is your new favorite hanging out podcast or a Seattle masturbation club. We're both. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. I want to keep our options open. We are two Seattle-based comedians in our mid to late 30s. Uh, Pretty soon it's just going to be late 30s. Yeah, yeah that's we're, true. We're running out of mids. I'm, I'm out of mid, I think. I think past five is past mid. Past so. five is past mid. I think 36, that's kind of yeah. grace period. Okay, well, I'm yeah. 37. You're so. 37, same. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't have... Next year, I'm late 30s. I mean, I'm just going to start saying early 40s. Ooh, okay. I'm like in the tweens of my 40s. <laughs> Are you of the mind that life starts at 40? I mean, I was of the mind that I wasn't even going to make it to 40. Yeah. And then I had to fucking make other plans. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, like, I always kind of expected it to happen. Like, I always kind of... I never thought I was, like, gonna die. Yeah. Prematurely. Yeah, yeah. But I always kind of just hoped the world would have ended by now. I think a lot of people were yeah. kind of banking on that. Like, I don't I don't want to necessarily miss out on stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want the whole party to stop. The, the sad thing is, it's not going to be like Mad Max. It's not going to be a complete collapse of the social order. Like, we'll still have to go to work. There's still going to be, uh, you know... Uh, technocratic dystopia oh yeah we just won't be able to get like meat or coffee right you know in the next five years so it'll be the worst of both worlds right no more ice cream no more ice cream uh and we don't get like you know tricked out jeeps with ak-47s and leather harnesses not yet not Not, yet not in this region anyway that's some desert shit i mean we got lots of leather harnesses (laughs) up here we got lots of leather harnesses but we're gonna be rocking more like subarus and Mm -hmm. uh, toyota tacomas Right. But, yeah, no, like, this idea that, like, once um, the American empire collapses, which I think we're watching real-time happen. Yeah. Uh, no matter how you want, cynical you want to be or look at it, like, the death of the American empire is upon us. And, uh, it's it, not, it's not going to be nice. So many people think you're just going to move into, like, some sort of farming commune and just, like grow vegetables and have some chickens and just like barter with your neighbors for like goat cheese and butter and like and then fine okay maybe in seattle that'll set up and then enter in uh some rednecks from renton and they just come and take all your shit it'll it'll be it'll be worse than that if it does go kind of that route because people in seattle like They've spent their whole life learning how to work on a computer. Right. And that's been a very effective strategy for this late-stage American empire. Yeah. But to know how to farm and grow food and hunt for food, like, you need to be doing that from childhood to be able to live off of it. Yeah. Like, you go down to the Amazon and those tribes, like, their whole way of life yeah, is all predicated, their, yeah. All and their like, games as children yeah. are based on, like, arrow accurate, accuracy. And, and that, that's why we'll survive. And, like... Once the electricity and gas turn off, like, we're dead. Yeah. Like, city, like, I count myself in that. Like, I'll just... See, I have... Starve or get killed or dehydrate or get diseased to death. Well, that's kind of why I live where I live. In this basement. In this basement. Yeah. In this basement dwelling. 
but no, more specifically in my location to Green Lake, because I'm like, at least there's a big freshwater source that I can get. You're, you're going to drink the water out of Green Lake? Uh, I would distill it first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would just, you can't just boil it, because then there's still, like, gross... Goose shit, yeah. Goose shit, yeah, and, yeah. like, toxic sediments and stuff, so you boil it <clears throat> and collect the steam. Yeah. And that's a much more... And that's what you drink. And that's what you drink. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's a yeah. lot of work to get water. Uh, but there's also Lake Washington is kind of far, but it's not super far. Yeah. You can make a trip. I think there's going to be a lot of other people there. Yeah. Claim, oh, for claiming sure. that water. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, in my mind, like I have certain survival skills, like I can raise animals, I can farm. Yeah. I, I know these skills, but sure. like, when do I have the time to, or like, okay, like the electricity has been out for two weeks. Yeah. I don't have like the supplies to do any of these things. I just know how to sort of. Right. But like, I don't have any of the means to, and I'm also not like a prepper to where I'm like stockpiling like soil and seed. Maybe I should, maybe I should just start buying like a bag of soil with every paycheck and like some seeds and stuff. Yeah, just cans of, cans of anchovies. Cans of beans. True. You know, that's that'll be ready right away. Yeah. yeah. I ha- I have been for a long time I've been saying that uh, for a long for time a long I've been saying, saying that, that uh, I should have invested, invested it a long time ago, ago. Not in like any sort of sensible thing, but in just buying uh, cigarettes, sure. lighters, yeah. tampons, condoms, and toilet paper. The, if you have those things in the future, like, you're going to be king. Until someone comes and kills you and takes you and just takes everything. Do you think people will be using condoms in the future? I'm, I'm, uh... I mean, Dude, in that, in that the ones, kind of world, the, one, the ones who aren't raping, yes. <laughs> if, if you're having consensual sex in the future and, like, abortion and birth control are no longer, like, viable means, like, the last thing you want to do is, like have a dumb baby in that so like I feel you gotta start practicing the pull out game yeah well, I, I mean I'm more prepared I highly suggest that everyone just go get a vasectomy it's so easy it's so like, it's just easy it's just like what do you why are you not just like fire blanks all day like who cares just like no see what my strategy is when I'm driving I take my phone and the GPS and kind of put it right under my crotch to hold it there so I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just counting on that to fry my boys. So Yeah, maybe yeah. that's the wave of the future. You're going to have some like mutant babies that are just like really good at navigating. Yeah. And they'll adapt to this climate collapsing world. Yeah, little map quest and Google Maps. Yeah. They're my, they're my pride and joy. What kind of animals do you know how to raise, Jack? Uh, you mentioned that. Chickens. Okay. Most specifically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly just chickens. Talking about pullets, uh, bantams. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, are the two breeds of chickens I know. I'm glad you said something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, egg-laying type and the, the cross rock, which is a common... Uh, eating bird sure, yeah they are monstrosities mm-hmm. of genetics mm-hmm. uh, in that they go from like being born to market ready in like eight weeks or something like wow. something like it's, it's like good eating right there yeah, i mean it's a quick 
turnaround yeah. on uh, it's a quick turnaround and <clears throat> their their body grows so fast that their like muscles don't really develop at the yeah. same rate so they like walk like 10 steps and have to sit down and mm. like uh, they're they're so whole, they're a crime against nature. They're a crime against nature. Oh, but, those drumsticks! But they are juicy, healthy, delicious uh, birds. You just I don't know. You just can't let them live too long. They just like not going to be a problem. Yeah, but yeah, I know how to raise. I don't know. I can take care of goats. I could take care of uh, chickens. I could raise some crops. I've done that before. Okay, okay. I've had back when I lived in Maine. I had a hearty little homestead kind of thing going on and that's that's what Maine's all about right yeah so I don't know but no I'm not hopeful for the future it just seems like a slow decline into awfulness well see I, I think it'll be so slow of a decline that we won't really be inconvenienced like I think we'll live in relative comfort to a natural death you think so yeah yeah like I think that that sounds worse yeah, but it's not going to be like uh, a battle for survival. I mean, it's it just already gonna... is. I mean, like... Yeah. You don't have to go out and hunt food okay, and battle sure. neighboring tribes. I mean, you got to... Sure, but we're already at, like, such a uh, worker shortage. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, shortages of all sorts, like, happening around yeah. us. Like, yeah, yeah, There's a paint shortage. Sure. There's a coin shortage there's a a pharmaceutical pill shortage um there's there's a lot of shortages and there's a lot of guys or a lot of people i should say that like uh you know aren't driving delivery trucks right now so like even if you're if you even if your ice cream factory is pumping out the goods like if you can't get it out like i i believe that the people pulling the strings are ready for this. Yeah. And this is kind of their plan. And when we hit, like, a really bad collapse, they'll be able to step in. This is like the Tesla that's, that's self-driving... What that's what they're waiting for. Yeah. This... Because if we're too comfortable, we're not going to need a savior. And so now they're kind of, like, getting as many people to be dependent on the government as possible, uh, kind of priming us to fear the right things and then when the time is right you know they'll pull the floor out from underneath us and then the Rothschilds and the Bilderbergs and you know whoever is doing that in China they'll step in and be like hey you know here's all of this uh, like shadow government and infrastructure that we've been building for the past hundred years Uh, wouldn't you like to be safe and warm still Mm. and we're like yeah okay and then they just slowly do you think that prune the population down? Do you think that that turns into service work on a space station or a dumb? Are you familiar with dumbs? Deep underground military base. Which no, I mean, th- no, that's not a conspiracy. Not, like, those, not, not those for exi- us. Those exist. But yeah, they, yeah. But I mean, they, no, I get that. They need they need people to mop the floor. They need. They got. They're gonna have robots. Uh, we're so for all of we're that. so close, aren't we? We're so close, and like what they need to do is just kind of uh, prune out all of the useless eaters. Yeah, and me, me and you, yeah. and you know m- most of us. Yeah, and you know they don't want to do that in a way that's gonna cause widespread panic and upheaval. I mean, right? I mean, 
I got a vasectomy willingly. Sure, or, or exactly. Or did I? Yes, yes and no. Uh, the access to vasectomy was made probably pretty easy. Oh, so easy for you? Yeah, yeah cheap, easy. Sniff, sniff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that they're trying to get the, the the population and more importantly the resource consumption down to manageable uh, levels, and you know who consumes more than North Americans and Europeans? You know, nobody. That's why we're the main targets. Right. And we've got all of these ideas about, uh, you know, freedom and individual determination, and they, they've got to break those. And that's... Hey, that's it. China. That's China. I mean, China's that, great at that. China's great at that, and, and like, we're getting pretty complicit over here, especially yeah. people who live in the cities. Like, we know how dependent we are on other people... To keep us alive. Yeah, for it's sure. It's not like, you know, we live out in the country and have these skills and communities of people with yeah, skills. Yeah, and, and artisanal wells. And yeah. Like, we know how to get on stage and, like, tell dick jokes right. to people. That That's right. not... We're doing God's work, though. People, we're Making yeah. people laugh is an important thing. I have to look myself in the mirror every mm -hmm. day and remind myself that I am doing the big work because sure. people come to shows yeah. to relieve themselves of this impending sense of doom and my dick jokes are helping them do that. This it's it's my dick jokes are the equivalent of meaningless sex to distract you from the inevitable heat death of the universe. So would you say it's more bread or circus? Your dick jokes. <laughs> uh, it's a healthy baguette, yeah. The act itself is the circus, but yeah. the scent is kind of bready. It's yeasty in here. Yeah, way. exactly. Yeah. Cut or uncut? Uh, I am cut. Ah. Yeah. I'm going to go with you are cut. I am uncut. Surprising for a Jew. Surprisingly for a Jew. For a Jew <laughs> uh, you know, my mom... I guess she had some progressive ideas about... Uh, uh, that's old school Jew. Well, no, it's not, though. It's not at all. Like That's like antithetical well, old it's, school it's, Jew. It's, it's old in the way that uh, Abraham circumcised himself when he was 90 years old. Yeah. God. So if, if I make it to 90, I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> how would you do it? With a sharp rock? Sharp like? rock, man. Yeah. That's all they had back then. <laughs> Abrahamic faith. That's how we do it. Oh, my God. What a... You know, there's like... Abraham walks the street of Seattle today, and, yeah. like, he's out there. Just, like, there's not enough people to, like, get behind his message of smashing your dick with a rock and being like, God said to. Well, no, he's got to go to, like, the sex clubs. Right. Because people are, people are into that. Old white man, they want to smash the shit out of his dick. CBT. If he's walking the streets, he's not going to be able to compete with the black Israelite preachers on the street corner. That's true. Those guys are fucking aggressive. Yeah, like, hey, buddy, did you smash your dick with a rock like Abraham did? No. They're like, black Israelites, we're the original Hebrews. And he's like, I am literally the first Jew that ever existed. Right. And then he's racist, so. Yeah. Those black Israelites... It's. I'm not anti them by any means, but yeah. I find their choice of costume or their choice of attire maybe not costume is maybe that's a derogatory word. Their choice of attire yeah. is questioning or questionable to me. It's like what is with these like Star Trek space robes? Like what is this like like dystopia future? Like you have like leather epaulets and like a black yeah. robe and a huge belt on and like absolutely there's a dude with a machine gun around you and like 
I walked by these guys the other day, and they had, like, two dudes with machine guns, and they had a picture of white Jesus with devil horns on I'm like, I get behind it. Like, I'm, like, I'm on your, on your team, yeah. essentially. Except the part about, like, white slavery. But, like... Yeah, you know. It's not undeserved. If I can get a job in the house, I'm okay. I'm not... I'm too you know, soft for field you know, work. Honestly, at this point, slavery sounds... If if I if the food was better, you know, if the food was like okay, yeah, I could, if they're just like this is just your life now, like I'd be like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, well, you're good at you're good at accepting things. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think with the black Israelites, like they used to be like just if... returned to Mother Africa, uh-huh. but now Wakanda is part <clears throat> of Mother Africa, so they got to go high tech. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that's where the Star Trek. Costumes coming. Star Trek costumes, high tech, uh, those like really weird looking Nikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think if I. Do you think if I uh, approached the black Israelites and offered myself into bondage, they would accept me and take me? They eat healthy food. They eat healthy food. I don't know. I mean, what kind of skills do you have? Like, I don't know. What, what can you do I for them? I could their stuff. I don't know. Like, the, all those books and posters, like, seem yeah, heavy. You have a lot of boxes. Like, I could, I don't know, I could stand around with a gun. Like, <clears throat> sometimes I wonder, though, if, like, when the revolution comes, like, uh, if, if that's an acceptable time to wear blackface so that everybody knows whose team I'm on. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm showing solidarity here. This isn't, like, I'm with you guys. Yeah. Well, and the internet won't be around to cancel people anymore, so... Right. Yeah. I mean... No, I think I think you're onto something. I think that if you approach the black Israelites in blackface... And be like, I'm, I'd submit myself to you. I'm your slave. Like, they'd take... be They'd be on board until you held your fist up in a power gesture and they saw that it was a white fist. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I'm I'm genuinely a little curious, like, what, like, if they would accept, I, I'm going to go with no. I would, say, I'm, I would think that they would say no to that, but, uh, I don't know, I can cook. I can learn, that I'm a great cook. Yeah. I could learn their their diets. I could learn, you know, ITAL. I don't know if they do ITAL, but uh, I would assume it's something similar. Well, what is this? What is this? ITAL. ITAL? Uh, <clears throat> ITAL is VITAL. Uh, it's a, it's a Rastafarian ah, diet. And gotcha, gotcha. It's mostly just like, I'm, rice and peas. I'm going to butcher this mostly, but it's like, yeah, like bomba clots. Yeah. Little, very little salt, very little sugar, uh, or maybe like no salt. No, they got to use salt. little salt. Yeah. yeah right. Salt, but like low salt. Mostly vegetables. I think everything is kind of cooked to, like, a mush. Like, it's mostly, like, boiled vegetables and, like... Sure. Just, like, soft foods. Give me the Ital, man. Yeah. Jamaican... I mean, I do love Jamaican food. I do love it. Uh, I, th- I also think they don't eat a lot of meat. Definitely not pork. They eat a lot of goat. Probably. Yeah, that's what they got. But I don't know if, like, the Ital diet, like, incorporates meat. I think it's mostly a vegetarian... Uh, way of living like the uh, that makes sense uh bad brains <clears throat> was really into ital food and kind of spread the ideology and that's how veganism through bad brains like entered into the hardcore scene like you know yeah via bad brains they were 
like straight edge vegans who just beat the shit out of people at shows. Oh, it's a uh, surprising that they have enough uh, kind of like endurance and stamina on the vegan well, diet. Mean, you know, to do much hardcore moshing. They're twenty. Ah, that counts yeah, for yeah, a lot. I guess so. That counts for a lot. And if you eat enough, I don't know, tofu and French fries. Because uh, that's basically all. Yeah, that's the a lot ve- of carbs. All the vegans that I knew were French fry vegans, basically. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of carbs to burn off in that mosh pit. You got a lot of energy. You can just eat anything when you're like twenty anyway. So. You done a lot of moshing. Uh, I was never much of a mosher to be honest. Uh, I went to a lot of hardcore shows in Providence, Rhode Island, and Boston. And, yeah. Uh, I was on, you know, I was on the cor- I was on the the front wall of the pit. But, gotcha. But I wasn't like. So you were more getting moshed you know, against. I was getting moshed against. My forearm game is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see when like a punch is coming, and mm-hmm. I can like, kind of like get out of the way a little bit. Sometimes, I like to be like one behind the front wall. Yeah. And then you just put your arms up like this. And when they get pushed into you, you just, like, push them back. You yeah. I mean? Like, I'm ready to be that guy that just, like, throws someone back into the lion's den. But you still get to watch people get grievously injured. Oh, yeah, In yeah, a yeah, hilarious yeah. fashion. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I could never make myself, uh, like, throw spin kicks and do shit. I had a bunch of friends that were into it, but, like... I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know how to make my body do that. I bet people hurt themselves more doing spin kicks. Oh, pulling muscles. Well, pulling would, muscles, yeah, I mean, being drunk and trying to do it and falling over. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of drinking. There wasn't a lot ah, of drinking right, or, that's or right. drugs. Uh, well, that's not true. There was a lot of Coke use. In, well, Coke is vegan. Yeah, so right. good to go. It's so, healthy. But... Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was a violent, uh, violent little scene. Yeah, Kansas City uh, was very violent. Uh, everyone there is really fat and big, and a lot of skinheads. So you had these like three hundred pound mountainous skinheads. Oh, sure. Just running through the pit, steamrolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, freshman girl punks. Uh-huh. You know, it's not even looking out. And, uh, you know, then I moved to Hawaii oh, and okay. they were like, dude, you're moshing way too rough. Oh, you're like, no, I'm just surviving. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, you just run full speed through the pit. And what they well, did, you well, know, I was amazed the first time I saw people moshing in a circle, mm-hmm. a circle pit, if right. you were. Sure. And it's like, oh wow, this is, this is very civilized. Then they started throwing glass bottles. So, you know, uh, you win some, you lose some. <clears throat> A friend of mine, he, he, he took moshing like pretty seriously. Yeah. In a ridiculous way, I guess. But he had a, he was part of a crew, the TDC, the Tough Dance Crew. Okay. And they wore like jackets with like letter letters on the back that said like, TDC, TDC, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like they would go the hardest in the pit. And yeah. He had a shirt that said uh, "Dance Harder, Faggot." Yeah. And, uh, which is like, a, I mean, it is a hilarious thing to say, dance harder, faggot. Yeah. Like, 
He didn't mean it. It was like, you know, the early 2000s or whatever. Like, oh, this was like in, in New England, yeah? Yeah, New England. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's just I mean, what they say. Yeah, it doesn't dude, mean anything. I saw that dude's dick uh, so many times. We used, like, used to have, you know, MMF three ways frequently. Like, it was, he was pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, but several bands, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you which ones, but several bands, like, have stopped shows and been like, you guys are dancing too hard. Like, yeah. You're ruining the show. And that's what they wanted. They, that was the that was like the end result of like no one would kick them out because like the bouncers all knew them and they all like like were friends or whatever. But yeah. like, the goal was to get the band to be like you're you're going too hard. I went to a uh, neutral milk hotel show. Okay, that's the a, opposite of that. Well, you you think it was me and my buddy? We went down in L.A. Okay, and it's like oh, a neutral milk hotel. This is going to be great. And we were there, and you know it was us and like. Girls dressed like the world's youngest grandma. Sure. Guys in like a sea captain hat and suspenders. Uh, and then there was like this crew of guys. And any time Neutral Milk Hotel would start going hard in any of their songs. They go, they go a little hard in some of their songs. They would just start like seven dudes moshing hard in the middle of this Neutral Milk Hotel crowd. Do you think it was an earnest or a fun prank? Um, I, I would say that it's in earnest. They were kind of of the age and demographic where, like, jumping and thrashing and slamming into each other. It's like, you know, well, the expression of, like, aggression that they can legitimately make in society. And also touching a male body unhomoerotically. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, maybe I mean, for some of them. Yeah. At least 10%, there was probably some. Well, I mean, it's all very it's all very moshing is very homoerotic. And the, the, these kids weren't on like the hockey team; they weren't, right? You know, doing any fun locker room grab ass, and so they had to come to and punch each other for a connection, right? At yeah. a neutral milk hotel show. Yeah, that's the odd choice. Yeah, and people were kind of giving them the stink eye. I bet, but it's I a neutral care. milk hotel. Yeah, exactly. Show, so no one's really going to say anything. No, but they'll passive aggressively make Facebook posts about him that they'll never see. Right. Yeah. That's my preferred method of aggression, is a passive aggressive social media posting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, we're in Seattle. That's yeah. the way to do it. They'll know. Yeah, I mean, the real, real Seattle way is, this is going to end so badly, this cat is about to jump up on a ledge to get a fly and... He can't get that. He could get that fly. Yeah. He's, he's but, young and spry. No, he could get it, but I mean, just like, this plants and everything else is about to go flying, I think. Um, what are the big bands from Kansas City? Like, what are the... Are there any local hardcore bands or... Not really. Whatever. None that I remember. The most... Uh, one that comes to mind is going to be Tech 9 But, you know, yeah, he's different. a rapper. Yeah. Different scene. But he's from Kansas City. Yeah, he's well, from Kansas City. isn't... Uh, Nelly from Kansas City? Nelly's from St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. There was kind of no rivalry at all. Yeah, I'm sure between them. But uh, and then there's Chingy, also from St. Louis. Also from St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that one Chingy song, which I can't remember at all now. But I bought his album. I was like, that was the one song. It's really Chingy. Yeah. Yeah. Now Kansas City, it's like the main art forms that kind of got 
exported from there were barbecue yeah. and jazz. And ceramics. Kansas City has an amazing ceramics uh, program at the Art Institute. There. I mean, after you eat all that barbecue and get fat and get depressed from the jazz and blues, yeah, that's the only outlet that you have. And it's a big mafia, a pot. big mafia town, isn't it? Because it's like halfway between Chicago and New York, and so that's like where all the mob people would like... That's also like Youngstown, I think. That's like Youngstown, yeah. Ohio. And <clears throat> I think Kansas City was like a big mob town because it was like an, an easy meeting point for everybody. Does the mob still exist in that capacity? Who knows? Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I, I guess you don't have to like... You can keep track of everything now. Yeah, you don't have to have like... Yeah, maybe I was... Like, like nothing ever falls out of a truck anymore without... Uh, tracking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's tracking and... You can't really rough someone up anymore uh, like you used to because cameras and uh, what, are you going to go to like Starbucks? Right. And intimidate them into giving you money? Right. Nah, you can't do that against Starbucks. They're they're bigger and badder than the mafia ever was. That's true. They They take over whole countries. Exactly. Um, yeah, Starbucks is bigger than the mob ever was. So yeah, I don't know if these like <clears throat> auxiliary mob towns still exist. Like, I don't know if like or like in the same way. Like, I'm sure there's people that are just people, and they're like, yeah, my grandfather was in the mob. I don't know. I was just born here. I like it here. It's it's whatever. Yeah, but, I like, mean, they still run like an Italian deli. Yeah, it's just totally legitimate now. Right. Yeah. Maybe the you know maybe somebody's running the numbers. Maybe maybe they're still playing the numbers, but I mean, the only numbers they're running are their blood pressure. Yeah. After eating all of it's that fat, cured and it, salted meat. It's a fat town. It's a fat town. But Milwaukee. Kansas Chicago. City is a beef barbecue place, right? Like, it's like kind of like the culmination of the cattle run from, like, Texas up. And so you get that, like, crossover of Texas barbecue, but into Kansas City where there's, like... Uh, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of tangy sauces. Yeah, it's kind of a sweet, spice a sweet sauce, though, right? Yeah, it's it's, a, it, it's sweet and tangy. Like it's yeah, not Casey Masterpiece. Casey Masterpiece. It's actually the worst one in Kansas City. I'm sure. Like it's Casey Masterpiece is yeah, a joke because it's the most ubiquitous and flavor, <clears throat> power yeah. flavor like ease. Uh, when I was growing up, <clears throat> Gates and Arthur Bryant's those were the two big barbecue joints, uh, and you'd go in and they were they were kind of dirty. But that was part of the charm. They got the kind of food board rating. It would be just okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's how you no, know. You need a little grime. You need yeah, little, you want a little grime. Like the best barbecue you're ever gonna get is not. Well, I mean, it's like, from a dirty pit. It's from a dirty pit. Yeah, it's got like, decades it, of meat cooked into the flavor. But maybe even more specifically, like I mean, it's, it's, some of the best barbecue I've ever had has come out of like essentially food trucks. Yeah. That are like stationary. They don't move, but it's just like a tiny little place. Mm-hmm. You're just never heard of it. You're going to get great barbecue there. Going to get great <clears throat> barbecue, maybe salmonella once a year. Sure. It's worth it's, it. Uh, it's the price you take. Clean out the system. Yeah. Order order the pork. Don't order the chicken. And, you know, you'll probably be okay. I'm a pork guy. Yeah, but what do you like? I'm a pulled pork. Pulled pork is really nice. Ribs. Yeah. Those, yeah. Are, those are my mainstays. I'm a, I like. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina sauces, the best, like North Carolina, South Carolina. Bar- That's really vinegary, right? Well, I always conflate these two. I always get the, always flip them, but I th- think 
North Carolina is more vinegar based, yeah. and South Carolina is more mustard based, which is I like a, both of those. An offshoot of vinegar based, yeah, but yeah. like it's got more, you know, substance and tang to it. Mm-hmm. But I do, yeah, I love a good mustard sauce on some ribs, and I love a good uh, vinegar sauce on some pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Coleslaw, baked beans, that's my order. Cornbread if it's gluten-free. But for some reason, they rarely have gluten-free cornbread, which is ridiculous. Where's the gluten come from? They add flour into it to, to make it uh, cakier. Yeah, people like cake. Yeah. People don't want to be eating corn pone. They right. want cornbread. Right, exactly. So you got to put the flour in there to give it a little bit more air and fluff to it. Like, mm-hmm. just, give me the, just give me the corn pone. I want it kind of hard. I want it to just absorb the sauces and like that's almost like a hard tack. Almost. Yeah. Like a four days before it became hard tack. It's a corn biscuit. Yeah, and more then than it, a corn you just bread. Like mop your plate in it and it gets all the juicy. Yeah, You're like, it's oh. tasty stuff. Yeah. It's how you get everything. It's how you it's the the cornbread is quintessential. You don't eat it by itself. It becomes no, it's it, terrible it's by a, itself. It's a napkin. It's yeah. a it's a napkin. It's a sop. It's a that's it yeah it's a flavor sop. I'm glad we I'm glad we got to the bottom of yeah. that. And people are eating cornbread incorrectly, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I really like biscuits. Yeah. Or I, I would say I used to really like eating biscuits when I lived in the South. Oh sure. Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah, yeah. butter, shortening, lard. Yeah, they're terrible. For all you. of the above. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. That's why they're so good. That's so, they're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. I would I would eat those no problem. I'm, uh, I, I can't eat gluten because it does it makes me not shit and so yeah. that's worse than explosive diarrhea in my mind if like well because the explosive diarrhea is coming right like it's not like right. you're gonna not shit for the rest of your life you're right. just got no energy flow through that tube in your body for a week and a half right and then when it comes out it's like you've got like thirty seconds to get right. I could live my life like that. I would eat bread if that's what happened. I was like rolling a dice with maybe shitting my pants. Yeah. The opposite of not shitting for like a week or ten days, like it's awful. It's 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 terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And oh so yeah. That's why that's why I'm gluten free because I love pooping. How did you How did you figure this out that gluten was the trigger? Uh, my second wife uh, told me that I should stop eating gluten. Yeah. And uh, and she said, you'll feel better. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll try Let's it. give it a try. I'll give it a shot for a week. Uh, I felt immensely better. My brain fog went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- within a month I dropped 20 pounds. Like I was like, okay, I'm shitting better. My brain feels better. My stunt, like I'm not all bloated. Yeah. Like, and within 20 pounds, I, or like a month or so, I dropped like 20 pounds and, uh, have never looked back. That sounds like a pretty easy decision to make. You ever cheat? For a while. Yeah. <clears throat> when I first started, it was hard. What's like, your cheat? My my cheat. Now I don't have a cheat. Now yeah. like the pain is never worth it. Like now it's immediate. Like if you eat one glutinous meal, it's gonna be it fucks like, you up. Yeah, it's gonna take a few. It's gonna take a couple days. What's gonna happen is like I'm gonna have, and sometimes this happens when I accidentally eat gluten. Yeah. And like. Uh, I know I've been poisoned. Mm. Is that I'm gonna take like a crazy shit one day? And yeah. It's like oh, it's coming, and then like the system just closes down. Yeah, I've seen that happen. And so, uh, 
so the my cheat though I'm a sugar junkie at heart okay and so, okay and, and so uh, my cheat was donuts and apple fritters yeah specifically apple fritters like there's just something glorious about a perfect one of the best kind of donuts it's one of the best apple donuts. fritters and buttermilk bars that's yeah. I don't know about these buttermilk bars but oh they're delicious apple fritters yeah that's my that's my thing it's got so like the fried cakiness of yeah. a donut with a buttermilk tang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. In bar form. Right. Bar yeah. form is good. Yeah. S- cr- filled with anything? Uh, sometimes they can have like a fruit or a custard filling. Okay. But I, I prefer just the straight buttermilk bar and uh, black coffee. Yeah. You dip it. Uh, usually they come kind of like uh, those double popsicles where you break them in half. Oh. You got two buttermilk bars. All right. I'm unfamiliar with these. Well, if you ever want to tempt fate down yeah. at the Donut Factory on 45th, oh. yeah, it's a great, you know, great donut bakery. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and uh, maybe we could get them on the podcast one time or sponsor us, maybe. Yeah, there you go. I, I'd rep them, but... Uh, well, and then you, what, what could happen is you could OD on gluten and fuck up your system... And then I could try out all of my crazy Ayurvedic remedies on you. Yeah. And see which one. Are you an Ayurvedic Ayurvedic guy? Um, yeah. Which, which one's yeah. yours? Which Ayurvedic? Or like, are you treatment? Kappa, Pita. Oh, Kapha Pitta. Right, right. I'm uh, I'm Pitta Kapha. Okay. See, yeah. I I took a test recently. This girl that we were just talking about a little bit yeah. ago, the witchy bartender. Sure. Uh, she's into that, and so. Oh, you're mad pitta dog. I I took a I took a. You got you got some kapha. You got you got some thickness to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're red. Okay. Or maybe that's just this light. I think it's just this light. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a ruddy. Kind yeah, of guy. yeah. What's your what's your ethnic background? You know, Irish German. Irish German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's gonna be. I'm more kapha pitta. You're a little more bit more pitta kapha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But when the test I took, it said you're all three, and I was like, all right, I don't know like what this is about. Well, it's kind of like uh, like astrology. Yeah. Like you can take a test in a book and it's going to tell you jack shit. Right. You got to go and like, you got to talk to a guy. You got to talk, talk to, to a, a girl. You got to talk to a, a spiritual medium. And they can really kind of read all of your stuff. And uh, it's much deeper than just like, take you know, the quiz in yeah. the Sunday paper. A lot, of, a lot of Ayurvedic practitioners out in Bellevue. Okay. Yeah, big in, big Indian community. Right. Yeah. So like, it's not uh, witchy girls with scarves. Right. It's like uh, you know an Indian guy in a doctor's coat. Does he have a turban or no? Well, you know, I'm sure you could find one with a turban. Okay. You got to pay extra though. All right, that's yeah. just worth it in my opinion. I wanted to wear a turban for a while, but that was like at the beginning of you can't do that anymore. Yeah. And people told me that I, that would be a terrible idea for me to do that, and I just I listened to them, but. I've, I just, I don't know, there's something sexy about a turban. Like, I don't, I'm not disrespecting it. I'm just, like, rocking some cool headgear. If you convert it, if you convert it to, like, Jainism or the Sikh religion, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, you know, turban all day. Yeah. Yeah, be like, no, I am sick, Sikh. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Sikh Sikh. Well, no, and you've got to let them berate you for a good 20, 30 minutes. And be like, um, actually... Actually... This is highly offensive to me and my culture. What are you going to do to make restitution to my people who I just joined three days ago? Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) There's a camera there. There's a camera there. That would be a fun prank show. Just like, 
white Sikh and waiting for a Karen to like, what the fuck are you doing? And then yeah, the, well no, that uh, could, could be like a whole Karen baiting yeah. I mean that's reality a, show. That's a YouTube channel right there, Karen baiting. Karen baiting, yeah. That's a big game you're hunting, man. <laughs> like you think you're in control, but they're they're dangerous. They are dangerous. They're like hippos. Poof. Yeah, they kill way more people right. than hippos. They'll drag you into deep water. Yeah, chew you up. How we looking? Good. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Got any shows coming up? Uh, well, every Monday down at the roller rink. Yeah. Uh, about eight o'clock. Yeah. We start Southgate Roller Rink. Okay. It's in White Center. Seattle, if you're ever in the area and you want to come check out some live comedy, Monday night down the roller rink. Uh, this Monday, we do have a showcase, and uh, it's going to be a bunch of locals. We got Jonathan Loggerstat, Nick Dundas, Liz Thompson, and headlining is uh, the ever cute and bubbly Timmy Booth. He is quite exuberant. Yeah, he's have great. Met, have you met his dog? I love it. Oh, I love Truffle. Oh, yeah. Truffle. That's. It's a good poodle right there. Yeah, poodles it, are pretty hit or miss. It's but this one of poodle, the, it's, that's grade A top tier miniature poodle or best poodle wh- I whatever met. the fuck it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's adorable and calm and like it doesn't even bark that much. Doesn't bark. And you just like you just hold it and it just like goes to sleep in your arms and it, yeah, it, it's like a little curly baby. It looks kind of like a truffle. It looks like a truffle. It looks like a truffle. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is a this is a comedy show at a roller rink. Correct. Do people skate while they're telling jokes? It is highly encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is definitely an option. Okay. Uh, you don't even have to own your own skates. It's a roller rink. You can yeah. rent your own skates. $5 rentals. Free, $5 renters. Free entry on Monday nights because uh, it's cheap skate night. Ah. And so uh, free entry. If you have your own skates, completely free. Just buy a drink. And if you don't have your own skates... Uh, five dollar rental. I'm like, where are you gonna get a five dollar? Anything for anything. Yeah. But let alone an, an experience like that. Like, if you are in Seattle, and you're like, <clears throat> it's Monday night. <clears throat> I have a date tonight with someone I like who's gonna show up and not cancel on me. Uh, <laughs> you you take your date to the roller rink. You get there at like 8 o'clock, go skate around a little bit, get a little sweat going, smell each other's pheromones because it's very important to smell the, your potential partner or partner's pheromones and uh, be in tune with them that way. And then you're like, let's go get a drink and sit at the bar. And then you go back into the bar from whence you came and uh, you sit at the bar and you order a drink and you watch live comedy. Like this is a perfect date night. It's a perfect date night for a very small group of people that are into roller skating and comedy. Yeah. But, like, that could be anybody. You just have to take a chance. You it just... could be anybody, but not everybody. It could be anybody, but not everybody. But it's, if you're listening to this, it's for you. For sure it's for you. Uh, Southgate Roller Rink, White Center, every Monday, 8 o'clock. Come try something new. Come try something new. Yeah. Do you got any shows coming up? Uh... I am getting a Sunday night open mic going. Oh, we don't have one of those. We yet. don't have one of those. I saw the 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 
You're the niche. Starbucks of exactly. open mics. It's going to be at the Icebox Pinball Bar in okay. Freelard, right across from Bad Jimmy's. Okay. Uh, off of Leary Avenue. Oh, right by Hales Ales. Right? right by Hales Ales, exactly. All right, that's like it, the new comedy hotspot. It will be. Yeah. There's an outbreak of comedy. How how big is this pinball bar? Like, is it multi-layered? How many pinball machines are in there? Uh, There's maybe about uh, 25 pinball machines. Oh, okay. Uh, they've got arcade cabinets, video games, mm-hmm. uh, pool table, air hockey. You know, it's a, it's a full-service arcade. Now, are the nerds going to be... Uh, angry that someone is invading their space and doing comedy there the way some locals are when you invade their favorite sports bar and have be like, can we just turn the TV down? They're like, no. I'm hoping that the nerds will be engaged yeah, and want to be a part of it. I've spoken to some of these nerds. I have a little crossover between the comedy and pinball communities. Sure. And it seems like there's a lot of uh, good excitement. Okay, that's And great. also... Uh, there's a separate room. That's key. That I'm hoping to have the open mic in, but upon closer examination yesterday, I believe that it might be too small. Okay. Yeah. Too small, well, it runs a fine line, because too small becomes exclusive, but also too small can be too small. So, like, too small to to hold, like... 10 audience members. Oh, that's too small. That might be too small. Yeah. And I was really excited about it at first because it's kind of separate, which Mm -hmm. is key. It's got an elevated stage, which is very nice for performing on. Yeah. Uh, And yeah. So we may be trying it out in the main room, but then we'd be competing with the clamor of pinball machines, air hockey, pool tables, and uh, that's a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean, if you just turn the volume up, like, it could be okay, maybe. That's true. Uh, Or ask them to flip them flippers a little bit lighter. You're not going to get that, though. No, that's... you you got to hit things hard. you got to hit them hard. That's why you go there. Right. It's approved aggression. Finger moshing. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of TBD. When Uh, when do you hope to get that going? uh, Hopefully next week would be the first one. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's kind of been in discussions for... A couple weeks. Uh, I've got a flyer coming for it. Excellent. Yeah, it should be very nice. I'm very. I'm more excited about the flyer than I am the show at okay. this point. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's the demographic at this place? Are there young pinball players? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pinball is very, uh, very hip in Seattle. Okay. The target demographic is kind of drunk nerds. Sure. So love them. You know, it, it, it's maybe more people in their 30s, but there's plenty of people in their 20s as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be uh, only people in polo shirts were playing pinball seriously. Mm-hmm. But now people with skinny jeans and band shirts oh, are playing pinball boys. very seriously. <clears throat> yes, they're very bad at being boys. Right. Um, but no, all of, the, all of the top players, they're still the nerds. Okay. So there's a big rivalry. Do you have your initials on any of the high scores there? Oh, yeah. Do they have the ACDC pinball? They do not have the ACDC pinball there. I know that's your favorite. That's my favorite. They've got a new uh, Godzilla one. Like a new Godzilla? Like it just came okay. out like new this month. New release Godzilla. But it's based on like the 1950s and 60s Godzilla from Japan. 
You know, okay. the man in the rubber suit, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Vintish, I think is the term, right? Vintish? Yeah. Maybe retro is what they call that. Okay, yeah. But, you know, maybe, I don't know, retro is, uh, you can't say that anymore. Okay. You know, it used to be the right term, but now it's considered hateful I didn't for know nostalgia. That. Okay. So, yeah, we'll go with vintish. Yeah. It's made to look old, but it's new. It's made to look new. But, it but it's old an stuff. old property. Okay. Yeah. And with this new Godzilla machine, you can play it in English or you can play it in Japanese. That seems harder. Eh. It's I mean, about the, it's about the same. I mean, does the game telling you things like matter at all? Like, would would it being in English or J- Japanese like matter for your you, game? You, you might miss some things. Okay. Um, but. You know, if you're a high enough level player, that's not really going to matter. And if you're a low enough level player, you're not really going to care and just be delighted by uh, the Japanese call-outs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do they say Godzilla, like, really Japanese-y? Yeah, yeah, they they say Gojira. Yeah. And, uh... But, like, scream it. Yeah. Gojira! Yes, yes, he's always destroying the city. You know, they're not going to be calm. Is the pinball Godzilla? Is that what is destroying the city? Are you playing the role of Godzilla? Yes, you are playing the role of Godzilla. That's awesome. And you are wreaking destruction with, you know, a silver ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ball is your Godzilla avatar. Yes. Okay. They do have an avatar pinball machine also. I'm sure. Yeah. The pinball world, and I hope to get deeper into this and future podcast but like it is such a mystery to me i know nothing about it it is complicated and confusing and i thought it was just flipping flippers and you know doing and then someone was like no but there's like there's like games in this and like you're trying to like do goals and i'm like i didn't even know that that was like a thing like i didn't even realize that that was like there was a point to this and more importantly like how you would ascertain the point of each board So when you get into pinball, there's kind of like a certain amount where you're just having fun, and then it gets serious. Like comedy. Like comedy, exactly. Yeah. And the people who never kind of break through to it being too serious... Just keep the, having fun. They're the ones having the best time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm kind of envious of those people. Sure. Because I, I can't have like a casual hobby. It's like, oh, okay, I'm doing this seven days a week. Right. Let's go. Right, we're insane. Yeah, and nothing else makes sense to me. Right. But right. then someone who can go and just, you know, <clears throat> have a couple laughs, hang out with their friends and playing pinball is a part of that. Yeah, you know, I like to get inside of those people's brains. Yeah, but, ho- like, everybody's probably obsessed with something. Some, I mean, that can just be yeah. padding your bank account and just, like, that can be your obsession. I mean, you know, like for most people, it's just social media. Yeah. Just looking at their phones. Right. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, though. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. I've been... I have this really bad habit of when I poop. Yeah. And when I... This is the worst part, is when I first wake up, I'm like, okay, my phone's going off. And then I just immediately go into Facebook or Instagram Reels. Sure. And just start, like, flooding my brain with nonsense and it's just like middle-aged 
women from Kansas City like lip syncing to something. Like they're not doing anything. Like there's no point to like they're just saying validate me, but without contributing a thing. Yeah. And somehow their face and their facial expressions are supposed to be enough to warrant twenty thousand likes. And it makes no sense. But I realized that the algorithm is showing me this stuff because it's just like spinning a roulette wheel wheel to get people hooked. Like you just Instagram Reels is just like a drug dealer because like they'll they will take your dumb lip sync video that means nothing and you've done absolutely nothing to contribute to anything in a meaningful way other than just adding to, you know, again, the heat death of the universe by using more electrons and whatever else. Like, uh, it'll show that video as a highlighted thing to get that person addicted to making more nonsense videos because now their brain is just hooked on, like, oh, fuck, I got 18,000 likes on this. Like, I'm doing it. I'm doing something. I matter. I mean something. And then, like, their next five videos, they get 10 likes, maybe. Or a hundred, or I mean, a hundred would be normal. Yeah, that that sounds good to me. Before, but yeah. now you got eighteen thousand, and you're like, "Fuck, what's you'll never you'll never reach the top of that mountain again." Right, but you're hooked, and you're gonna keep trying. And I just watch this shit. Yeah, I don't I don't contribute to it because I don't see where I fit into that landscape. But what I'm hoping is. That people, I can just remain relevant to people our age, yeah. and maybe a few people younger, maybe a few people older. Yeah. But like, a plus or minus five to eight years on either side. Yeah. And you just stay in your lane. Like, I don't need to like try and win over twenty year olds. Like, what the fuck would like, what thirty seven year old would I want to listen to when I was twenty? Being like, you know, this is, except comedians for sure. But like, any sort of like influential person you know like i guess artistically you can influence anybody at any age but right but you wouldn't want to like sit down and listen to like what their opinion was right about anything about anything yeah unless you're trying to sleep with them right and then even still it's like at this point in my life you still need like a eight to five year gap on that like i just try and stay in that general range which, like, I mean, pretty soon, like, I'm not going to be able to sleep with girls in their mid-twenties anymore. Mid to late twenties. Like, it's just going to be too, it's going to be tacky. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be, I don't want to be that guy. I'm thinking about buying a leather jacket soon. So and, you do want to be that guy. Uh, I'm so on the fence. There's a local comedian, I won't say his name on here, but uh, he wears a leather jacket. And every time I see it, I'm just like, is that what I would be? Is that, he's even got, like, a little, like collar like a belt loop collar on the yeah. neck yeah yeah and i'm just like i would never wear that kind of jacket first of you all. mean like a like a biker jacket yeah it's like a it's a cafe racer ish gotcha jacket so not like a harley not biker, a harley but like a, not, not like a like a honda yeah or a vespa maybe ah yes yes it doesn't even look that bad his is probably fake leather although i don't know if that's true but his is little baggy mm-hmm. and it has a couple dumb fashiony things on it oh I'm, that's dumb yeah i'm just like i wouldn't wear that and i think i would look good in a leather jacket and a 28 year old woman just recently told me that i would look good in a leather jacket so i was like all right maybe i should maybe i can bridge this gap but there's no going back from being 
should I be a leather jacket, 38-year-old man? I mean, you just, you just have a leather jacket at that point that you never wear. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to... Invent. You don't want it haunting your closet. Right. Of, yeah. like, of a look gone bad. Because, like, once you go leather jacket, middle-aged man, like, you're not far from weird hat guy. What's a weird hat? <clears throat> fedora. Fedora. That, I mean, that's a little passe at this point. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, no one's really rocking fedora, but it's close. It's something. A captain's hat. Captain's hat. That is a weird hat. Uh, what about a pork pie hat? Is that acceptable or is that weird? If you're really into ska, I think it's acceptable. Okay. Or a cool black dude. Cool black cool, dude. Cool black dude can wear anything. Oh, yeah. Any no, fucking like a thing. Tangle cap on a yeah. cool black dude. Like, a cool Get black dude here. can wear literally anything they want. But, uh, or a Cuban guy. Or a Cuban guy. Yeah, yeah. There's sort of, like, Irish-German guy. There's not, like, I could wear a scally cap. You could wear a scally I've cap. I've done it before. I, I wore the Kangol, like, scally cap kind of thing mm -hmm. for a while. The flat cap, mm -hmm. if you will. It was my look for a while. I don't know if I would necessarily go back to that, again, because of my age. Because then you enter into, yeah. oh, you're an old Irish white guy. So, like, I think for a hat like that, like a gentleman's dress hat, yeah, you could wear it if it was tied to a jacket. Yeah. Like, you would need some sort of other outfit piece yeah. to give it context. And then along with that, you would have to take it off anytime you were inside. Because mm. if you were leaving that hat and jacket on inside, then it's like, oh, okay, this is just a look. Uh, this yeah, guy's doing yeah. this to, to fuck girls cool outside of his five to eight year right. window. But like, you know, if you were only wearing it when you were outside to protect yourself from the elements, like that's, yeah. that, that, that legitimizes I, I, I think your I've hat already, and jacket. I think I'll just stick with a, a blank baseball hat. I, yeah. I just bought some like logo list generic, you know, not generic, but like, yeah, just nondescript hats. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Would you ever wear that baseball hat backwards? Never. Never. I mean, never as a look, mm -hmm. functionally, if I needed to turn my hat around backwards to, yeah. say, wear a welding mask. Sure. I'll turn my hat around backwards. If there's a purpose to turning my hat around backwards, yes, never. You would never put the hat on backwards. No. Yeah. At the beginning of the day. Right. It would Being backwards would be... A temporary thing to yeah. serve a function. I think I'm just going to wear these baseball hats and maybe buy a leather jacket. And I've already determined that I will never wear my leather jacket on stage because that is gross. Oh, that's fair. It's... it's disgusting. And but I just want a leather jacket because like there it rains a lot here. It would be like a decent raincoat. They're warm. You don't you know, like you can layer easily with it. Like I'm at a place in my life where I think I can afford like a pretty decent, yeah. like leather jacket. But then, going new or used? Oh, new. New. Oh, okay. Uh, break it in myself. Sure. But am I that guy? That's what I keep asking. Like, it sounds like you're gonna find out. I know. I'm gonna buy it. I'm yeah. gonna buy it. All right. Let's end it there. Yeah, it sounds like a good ending.